Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. 431 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, on the app at abq.fm, and on your TV at rockoftalk.tv. We are now on Roku and just waiting for the uh, green light uh, directly coming from, uh, well, Fire TV, so for those of you who have streaming. Uh, and just so you know how it's segmented, you have Roku has 39.5% of the streaming market. Amazon Fire has 31% of the streaming market. So you're looking at 70% of the streaming market happening right there. And then uh, you have Apple TV, which will have about 23% of the streaming market. And then your smart TVs, your LG smart TV, your Samsung smart TV, they'll have all of that uh, right there. So uh, we'll welcome in uh, D. Dowd Muska. Dowd, how are you? I'm uh, I'm well. I'm uh, I'm tr- I'm trying to uh, you, you know you, you mentioned yesterday we're going to be going over the accomplishments. So I'm sort of I got my own little area to focus on. But there's there's a there's a fairly long list of uh, pretty impressive pro freedom pro liberty accomplishments of this administration, and uh, we're going to get to talk about some of them today. We are going to uh, also give the farewell address of President Donald Trump. That will start our number two. We will also play uh, if I were the devil. Uh, to start hour two, and we will also do Hail to the Chief, um, and be playing that uh, with the entrance, and then uh, we will uh, go ahead and give the ceremonious um, response uh, to that as his final farewell address uh, with everything that that man deserves going forward. Uh, Freedom Lives Here on AM 1600 KIVA. Tomorrow, uh, we will keep our focus on it's going to be practically a long day, all day broadcast. So I will be carrying everything from right about 8 a.m., maybe 9 a.m., depending upon what Fox News decides to do. Uh, there is a new lineup, a new change. Uh, one of our institutions, which helped got uh, Donald Trump elected, was Fox News. They abandoned him at the 11th hour, as did Mitch McConnell, as did uh, Lindsey Graham. I'm doing my very best. Uh, I have contributed a lot to maybe to some of the changes that are happening over at Fox News, and uh, they do listen to me, so I will will say that. Uh, that is a good thing. Um, we salute you, our armed services, uh, those people who have made it to Washington, D.C. I can't imagine being vetted, uh, patted down, if you will, by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, uh, at this point, uh, Dowd and Rudy, I can only imagine for someone who has decided to go ahead and give your life uh, to this country to be put in such an unbelievable, embarrassing position as to be questioned about your patriotism and about what you stand for and whether you are Democrat, Republican, Independent. In my opinion, it wouldn't matter because uh, none of you would be serving this country uh, in any capacity whatsoever if you were the type of person uh, who might do something that should befall uh, the greatest institutions that this world has has ever known. And I don't think that anything is going to happen tomorrow. Uh, and I don't think that there was ever anything going to be planned by Trump supporters. So all of that is just simple gaslighting. Gaslighting might be the most important word of the last <laughs> 10 years, wouldn't you say, yeah. is the way yeah. it's used? If you don't know what the word means or haven't looked it up, uh, by all means, I think it's really has a lot to do with the word programming. Um, basically, questioning your own sense 
of sanity, which is exactly where we're at right now. I think a lot of you feel, you know, a lot of a lot of people, I would say, in the aughts used to use the word surreal. A lot of people, after winning something that they didn't think that they would have won or uh, realizing that they didn't think that they would realize or achieving something that, you know, sort of seems uh, out of place for them, they would oftentimes describe the situation as surreal. I think that transitioned in right around 2010, and the word gaslighting now became into, well, you're programmed, and we have predictive programming. And while the television show that I just saw, whether it's Johnny Mnemonic, uh, January 17th at 10 a.m., if uh, 2021, if you saw that, uh, to the, you know, what you're seeing in terms of the predictive programming of George Orwell or various other things, these become, we, we now move into this other, I think, Realm, which I'm really scared for the next generation after us. And uh, I'm a Gen Xer, but uh, the Gen Y and the Gen Z people becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, self-fulfilling prophecies, I think, become an existential threat to those people. I think the capacity for people to commit mass atrocities suddenly comes into uh, frame once again, uh, akin to the Holocaust, akin to mass suicides akin to groupthink and that is really really dangerous moving forward this is the largest and many of you haven't realized this this is the largest experiment of groupthink during this time that we have ever seen you literally have psychiatrists psychologists uh talking about how people need to be reprogrammed away from the narcissism of donald trump now, I'm going to describe to you about why Donald Trump is not a narcissist. What narcissist would give up his wealth, his health, in the sacrifice for a country that has nothing to do with him? Do you at any point think that he was going to think that he is the embodiment of all things American by making that type of sacrifice? George Washington had no children. Many of our forefathers gave up many things in order to make a sacrifice for future generations of which they only dreamt or envisioned. I would say it is the very same for a man by the name of Donald Trump. The greatest Americans of this country could only see successive generations moving forward. I think Donald Trump, in many ways, was our last chance. He was our last four years to prevent what is the imminent evil that seems to be coming for us. And I hope that some of you realize, are humble enough to realize that I never for once, even now, given all the things that our great president has gone through, never once felt sorry for the man. I always admired the man, and I will say this. One of the reasons I haven't felt sorry for him is because of the book of Job. <laughs> 42 chapters of unbelievable trials, tribulations of one man and what he's experienced in his relationship with God. I remember how incredibly upset I got at one talk show host who came to tell me about how somehow divine intervention was coming in and despite the previous personal experiences and trials of one Donald Trump that he was being brought in by God. I now believe that. I now believe that that continues on much through this because his trials much like evil when it prevails, will always try to squash out every last, every last gleam of light and goodness here. And that's the way that it works. 
Now, I do want to talk about, in a practical way, Dowd and Rudy, re-education camps being reprogrammed. A lot of people aren't questioning this language. I'm sort of thinking to myself, how is it that people don't see that any of this is coming? They've been educated by this. I was all of about uh, 14 years old when I read uh, 1984. I've read a number of other books as, as well. I think we've talk, talked about uh, conspicuous consumption, conspicuous consumption of Thorstein Veblen. Uh, we were reading that in the uh, first year of college. I was educated by none other than Paul Krugman through his international economics and international trade books. Um, Coming through the economics, I still can't believe that uh, those were the books that I read. But they have had a permanent effect on me, and I still have them to this day. In fact, they're sitting just to the right of uh, of Dowd Muska, as he can see them all right there. Those are all my textbooks. If we knew that this was always going to happen, or that there's a possibility this was going to happen, or that we thought that there was a Holocaust that could never happen again, how is it that we could not prevent this from happening today? really funny that the people who started to say fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news which is us, Trump supporters are now the fake news how did we get programming to becoming the fake news I want to reintroduce the word gaslighting again and I think what we need to talk about is the word in addition to that called projecting they're so incredibly good at projecting things the Democrats, the leftists, the leftist radicals out there, that they can say it enough times, repeat it enough times, that it becomes almost a, a mantra, and it becomes truth. If you say enough things enough times, you can prevent things from happening. Catholics would certainly understand that. The power of prayer, saying uh, five different segments of the rosary and the three different ways or four different ways in which it's said every single week. The sorrowful, the glorious, the mysterious. You don't understand that you think your power of prayer has the real opportunity to go ahead and change things. Now, Christians, fundamentalist Christians, people who are biblical Christians, don't believe that. And I would say this, there's a, an awful lot of enslavement having to do with your, their ability to mentally program you by repeating something enough times on enough places that you're now questioning your own reality. Such as the case of Mitch McConnell, such as the case of Lindsey Graham, such as the case of every single rhino Republican out there who's now saying, you know what, Donald Trump is a bad guy. I'm not going to trust my gut. I may have voted for him, but it looks like he has led us astray. And you're now questioning yourself. I can't do anything with anyone who is like that. And those are the last people who could possibly save what's the greatest country in the, on, on, on God's green earth. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. I'll repeat it to you. I've repeated it several days, both this week and last week. The people of faith have built this country. And the people of, pay, of faith will rebuild this country. There's a reason why they're attempting to go ahead and squash the good light of good values and populism forever is because they understand that that has been the truth, that is the truth. You can always judge a man by the fruits of what he has. And I will tell you that in the end, we will be victorious. 
But again, like September, I can't see six months ahead and what that's going to look like. So they have to program you. There's no other way for them. It's not enough for them to get rid of President Donald Trump. It's not enough for them to go ahead and wash history and bully and do whatever they possibly can. They must also reprogram any memory you might have of the goodness of once, what once was. I refer back to another movie. Maybe another movie also said about the same time. 95 was Crimson Tide. Prove me wrong. I think uh, uh, that's when it was released, right? Summer of 95. Yep. Yep. Uh, Dowdy looked that up. I, did. I love Dowdy. He just looks up everything. And I think uh, Gladiator, I want to say, was 2001. Is that about right? I want to say it was maybe the summer of 2001, if I'm not mistaken. 2000 even. 2000 even. Okay. That's what it was. I really see those two movies as emblematic of what's happening right now. You know that they were going to go ahead and remove Marcus Aurelius. His son wanted the power. He was gonna, there was going to be nothing that could be done to stop him. You certainly saw his sister did everything that she could, despite her love for her father, could not prevent how evil was going to take over. They were going to take over the Senate. They were going to take over society, bread and circuses, and say, you know what? Everything's okay now. It's going to take that type of conflict to overturn what has happened here. We have gotten to that point. Will it be a physical conflict? No, I don't think so. But it will be one in which evil is fully revealed and truth is fully revealed, and they will come clashing on a stage that cannot be hidden. What does that look like? I don't know. But it is, my friends, to bring up one... I think she said, uh, what was her name? The attorney who was attempting to work on behalf of Sidney Powell, who said, unleash the Kraken. She said, biblical. It is going to be biblical. I believe that uh, Rudy, by the way, and Sidney and the rest of that crew should relieve themselves of any future uh, public duties in any endeavor they had tried to talk to me, I would not even pick up the phone. That's how I feel about those people. Now, I'm concerned, I'm worried, because I know that truth has not won out. It is as simple as what happened in those voting machines. Really, it is. It's all down to computers. It's all down to ones and zeros. It's all down to... Johnny Mnemonic. It's all down to inserting, running away with that stuff. I mean, it is that sci-fi. It really is. It's that simple. What's it going to take to overturn that? I don't know. If I could give the answer, I would. But I know that I'm working hard towards what the end of that is. We're also going to talk about, in our second hour, no state of the state coming from the governor. In a time in which you have succumbed to being entrapped in your houses. Business have decided to shudder. I shouldn't say to shudder. We're forced to shudder. And society itself and schools were told not to go to school, except for the handicapped now. Did you see that today? Only handicapped students and the... Oh. Right? But, but we're not going to send our middle school and our high school students. Wouldn't those people generally be the most vulnerable? We'll talk about their, that during the second hour. And during our third hour, I'm going to keep it wide open. 
All right, so we'll bring it back here in four minutes. I'd like to start getting your texts and your calls. There's already a lot of them, a lot of you people out there. This is the very last day of the presidency of Donald J. Trump, and I'll continue to exalt him as the best president this country has ever seen. Back in four minutes here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA. ABQ.FM on the app, rockoftalk.tv, right on your TV. And download us now for Roku. Just go search The Rock of Talk, and then you'll see Roku at the very end. 447, back in four. We'll be back to wrap the hour, get your feedback, and then start with 5 o'clock with Donald J. Trump. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229-884-8229. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now. 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. Hey, Budicade, Buck Buckner, owner of Car Spa here. I've had a job since maybe 11 years old. Broke was not in my vocabulary. Through work opportunities, I learned things like responsibility, discipline, go-get, setting goals, savings, teamwork, integrity, competitiveness, commitment, and self-worth. Recent Car Spa expansions requires that we hire more people across the ranks of associates, supervisors, and managers. We need to build more teams to meet the demand of our business. We have hourly and salary positions with benefits, with experience and performance. We're looking for the right people and energy for both full service and part-time to be a part of our team. We have an immediate and greatest need at our newest West Side Coors location, but are hiring at all sites. Drop by early morning, Sunday through Wednesday, fill out an app, and interview a manager. And join the team. Raw Greens on San Mateo, north of Manal. Come into Raw Greens, all natural CBD and hemp products for anxiety, stress, sore muscles. Raw Greens topical creams, tinctures, and pet products. Raw Greens online, cbd.theplaceilike.com.
Casey Gazzardi. And I'm Joe Gazzardi. At Joe's Pasta House, we have authentic world favorites, classic Italian dishes, and unique new world offerings, including natural hand-cut steaks, wild-caught fish, and local veal. Our focus is on quality ingredients, great atmosphere, and personal service. Come to Joe's Pasta House for a true Italian dining experience. Located at 3201 Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho, just a quarter mile east of Country Club Drive. All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather looking like, uh, I don't know if it's going to snow or not. looks like it's trying to clear up right now, but they say slight chance of snow throughout the night. But tomorrow, we're up towards 50 once again and clear skies. That's okay. At Ladera Golf Course right now, 40 degrees, 37 at uh, Tanawan. And 40 degrees at the Rock of Talk. All right, this is what we got going on. Unser southbound from the Petroglyph there at Bob, uh, Bob McCannon Parkway. You start to pump the brakes. Not sure what the problem is, but it's going to be under 20 miles an hour all the way over to Ladera. Though I don't see any accidents or stalls there. And Gibson eastbound, I-25 to Yale. Left two lanes are closed. Budget that in if you're heading towards the airport or the VA. Monty Cigar Shop, thank you for the biggest humidor in the Southwest. Oh. Not just because you have it. But here's why you have it. When you care about your customers enough to provide the best cigars and blends and prices, you got to have a great humidor, and that they do. Plus, they have tobaccos and classy pipes. Monty Cigar Shop on San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into The Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Hey, Rudy, what are classy pipes? They have some Are you saying glassy or or classy. Both actually. Oh. <laughs> they have the classy ones. They have some that are just straight out, but they have some that have that little curl to them. That, you know, kind of goes down before you put. And you're calling those classy? Oh, I think they're beautiful. They're yeah, classy. they're classy. He's so classy. He's so classy over there. Ladera, I used to remember. We're gonna go. You want to go swing the golf clubs over at Ladera? See. <laughs> Is that a big golf? That is a big golf course. Well, it used to be. It's yeah. terrible. That's where that's where Nota Be Gay was. Oh. And then Chinelle down a window rock. Nota Be Gay was a big old jock. <laughs> I, could, I have a whole song about him. I sang it to him. He he thought it was funny. I, I continue to this day to sing. No whenever, talk. whenever I say, no what talk. is it? Chichi, 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 we beat you easy, easy, easy. Chicharrones, chicharrones. Greasy, greasy, greasy. We're going to beat you easy, easy, easy. All my folks from uh, Española Valley uh, know that uh, pretty well. We love chicharrones. You like chicharrones? Have you ever had them? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? They are the best. Okay. All right. Chicharrones, chicharrones. Greasy, right, greasy, right. greasy. Right. Where, where do I go to resolve that, that problem? Uh, my mom's house. Oh, so oh we'll yeah. We're going to load up on uh, chicharrones. chicharrones. And I can help in that department really well, too. Really? Are you oh. good at chicharrones? Yes, sir. Okay. I like my menudo clean. I like <sighs> the, the tripe. You know, more like yeah, a, a web. Yeah, yeah I, love, uh, I love all the, the menudo. Oh, my gosh. I'm great. But, but you tell somebody about what it is, and they don't want it. That's me. Well, just eat it. I love and it. And learn, learn about it later. <laughs> no, I eat it. I, I was I in France for eight days. I'm sure I ate a lot of things in that country. I eat, I eat oysters. <laughs> I eat sushi. I eat menudo. I eat... Yep. You know, what's the grossest thing you can think of to eat, and I eat it? Cacarochas? I would if somebody yeah I've eaten I've eaten crickets and chips um they, they, they're, because they're trying to promote it the greenies are trying to promote uh, eating of insects and so they 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 grind up the 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 crickets and they put them into just like corn chips and I, I've had those 
Yeah. Yeah. Lengua is the one thing I cannot, I just can't bring myself to even get in the kitchen with it. Ugh. Well, I'm sort of the, you know, I mean, really, I'm the Anthony Bourdain of radio. I would, <laughs> yes. I could really yes. definitely do what, whatever Anthony Bourdain, he's the only guy I could actually say that I watched that I admired through and through. You know, I really loved everything. It's like, yeah, I could sit down and have dinner with just about anybody and have conversations. Like, watching Anthony Bourdain, like, if you want to know about civilization 100 years, 200 years from now, that's what you'll do. You'll watch Anthony Bourdain travel around the world sitting down eating with people. I think you learn so much uh, from that. All right, let me read uh, all of your uh, texts. You guys are laughing your butts off. E Glendale, Arizona is representing today. Scott Martin, thanks, Scott. Uh, James Patton, well done, Eddie. Thank you for the opener. No wars in four-plus years. Wow, that's uh, also, that's that's really important. I think that is, that's the biggest accomplishment of any presidency. Did you have to go to war? You know, wartime president, you know? You know, I remember that scene in Gladiator, Marcus Aurelius is uh, looking over, you know, the Spaniard, right? The Spaniards leading the troops, and uh, just, I love I love everything about that movie, you know? I made my uh, my kids. I made my kids watch that movie. They loved it. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely loved it. I also made them watch Three Hundred as well. You know, you know. There's that quote. Find that quote uh, that you know that I'm referencing right now. Uh, I put it in our newsletter. What maybe about uh, six eight times ago about uh, how our children should hear about uh, courageous acts. Oh yes. yes. C.S. Lewis. We'll uh, we'll read that short, uh, shortly. Dowd will. Uh, I think it'll. Be better coming from you. Good afternoon, Eddie and the Kiva family. That's right. We're a Kiva family. I believe he followed the rules. I think he's referring, Don Simpson is referring to Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman uh, up in Santa Fe still? Is that where he's at now? I think he, I've heard, yeah. he left the bosque. He moved on up to Santa Fe. Love you, President Trump. Playing for justice. This is a stolen election. Biden is not a legitimate president. Biden is a corrupt cesspool of a man. Well, certainly, look what uh, his uh, son represents, no doubt about it. Mm, okay, thank people are tagging each other, trying to get each other. So sad today. Van Chellen Sturgeon, thank you. I love that name. I, I don't know where that you get that name, but I, if I had enough kids, I would definitely name one of them. I didn't tell you how many, but I would definitely name one of them, Van Chellen. Eddie, you mentioned yesterday, Cass Sustin's Obama's regulatory czar. Book nudge. The left has been socially engineering the public for the last 12, if not longer. Cass is married to Samantha Power. Okay, well... You know, if you want to start crucifying me for, for that, I was talking about the uh, power of suggestion. And I think also in that theme of the book Nudge is the, um, what, what do you call it, liberal or libertarian paternalism that he talks about in that yeah, book. Yeah. Which is that, hey, we'll give you the chance to do what you want to do. But at the same time, you know, we'll also give you a certain set of rules. So I do believe that there's... You can't just cast out everything in one. You know, we got to be very careful about classifying things. It's been some time since I've read that book. I believe that book was what, 2008, 2009? Uh, yeah, I put a picture of it up the other day when we were talking about it. I think it was seven or eight around there, so let me look. Uh, any linguistic programming is as old as any form of war. Priesthoods, gobbles, bernays, modern advertising, psychology of big tech to keep the user addicted. There you go. These are tools of war and propaganda. I love that. Yep. Was it 2008? I find it interesting that you say that your gas that they're gaslighting us. I think a generality would be more helpful. Remember those of us listening to you are not naive. I've done my homework. Okay. Well, don't need to get sensitive here on this last day. Uh, Eddie, aren't uh, we one of three states left to close the Nasara to commence? What is that? You know what Nasara is? Huh? Hello, everyone, Lucia says. No gusta chicharrones. That's too bad. Easy, easy, easy. I love it. Chicharrones, heart attack in a bag. I love all that. Uh, 
You know, pork skins too, and the pork rinds. I mean, for a lot of a lot of people like that. It's uh, we're gonna sail through the top of the hour uh, very quickly. Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. You touched on a subject. I wanted to chime in and say that. Uh, on uh, which, sir, we missed the first part of that. What did you say? Uh, since you were uh, brought the subject up, I wanted to chime in on it. Southbound, chime in on what? Uh, I don't know what what subject. On, on chicharrones. Oh, chicharrones. Okay, all right. If there you, we go. If you want a good chicharrone fix, southbound Frontage Road at Candelaria, southwest corner, they got darn good chicharrones. What's there. the name of the place? You know, I can't think of it right now. You said Candelaria and what? Uh, Candelaria and the southbound frontage road. Yeah, that place is sometimes open and sometimes not. I've I've wanted to stop there. I'll have to do that one of these days. Yeah, they're uh, they're usually open in the mornings, but they advertise uh, beef jerky and everything. But man, their chicharrones are great. I, okay. I mean, I I'll, I'll go buy them by the pound and come home and make chicharrone burritos. All right, there great. we go. What's your name, sir? My name's All right, I appreciate the uh, phone call. You know what's amazing? You know how you know you're in New Mexico? If you bring up food, oh, immediately. somebody will inevitably <laughs> bring up the place that they go, yes, yes. and it's better than any other place that you know. Like, their mom's cooking is the best, or their grandma's cooking is the best, and whatever restaurant they eat at is better than any restaurant you've ever eaten, eaten at. Have you noticed how mm -hmm. the competitive eating totally changes? Like, in New Mexico, you haven't seen anything like that, like in Connecticut or anywhere no, else, no, right, Dad? No, 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 no. Like, they're ready to tell you. All, not only are they willing, willing to tell you, many of these people are willing to take you there. Oh, certainly, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they want to go themselves. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing. That's so New Mexico. Uh, explain the difference between New Mexican and Mexican chicharrones. Uh, I don't know. I don't either. Maybe one now of them is a little bit needs more. to try both and judge. Have to have the Mexican paya chicharron con salsa. I guess that's chicken. Well, from just looking online, I mean, chicharron is have the different Pork. versions in Belize, Brazil, B Bolivia, Canada, Colombia, Chile, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, on and on and on and on. So even Philippines. So uh, it's a very popular meal. Yeah. So my favorite thing I will and I will. It's a total indulgence. I might have it once in a while. Is getting chile caribe, which is from the ristra, and you strain it, and it comes off right. And so a lot of people will keep the. Uh, the uh, chili caribe in their fridge, right? And it's like cold chili. Like you'll literally, you can almost drink the chili. Wow. You know, a lot of people put it in peanut butter jars or, you know, that's what my grandparents used to do or, you know, peanut butter, uh, you know, jelly jars or whatever. Oh, sure, keep sure, it there. Sure. It's cold and it's there and you pour the chile caribe, right? And it really tender meats. So uh, my nana would always cook a roast and she'd let it like go for like six, eight, ten hours and then she'd pour the cold chile caribe over that and I just, I love that. And you'd, you know, dip your tortilla in that, and you're like, boom, go, bam, you're good. Even better than uh, the but, Sonics. But, but the, the, the Sonics. <laughs> uh, but what was even better than that was the time where you had chicharrones, right, that were just coming right out of the, the pan. Yes. Greasy, greasy. Oh, okay. And, and Rudy knows where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> yes. And you pour that same chile caribe right over that. Oh right my! To, right, right, smother, right, smother it. Great. <laughs> now it is amazing. It's what like, it does oh my, to you your mouth? Know, you had no amazing. idea. And someone's literally as the tortillas are coming right off the the pan because every everyone does their their their, their tortillas pretty much the same. Sure. They throw that hot pan over the gas stove and increase on the and everyone's got their little thing and you know they, everyone has their coffee cup, everyone has their salt shakers, everyone has their their place where they make their tortillas on. They've been making it for years. The same thing. And as soon as that cheat, as soon as that tortilla hits, you're like, 
grabbing that tortilla <laughs> right off of that stack, right? And you're grabbing the chicharron, just throwing them in the, the little plate bowl that's right there. And you pour the chila caribe over and you're dipping it in. And you can't stop eating, right, Rudy? No way. It's great. That's pretty insane. I'll so. take thirds on that. Yeah. <laughs> Replying to uh, Renee Montoya. Uh, hi. Oh, I, I guess people are family members out here. Biden will go back to using czars. Please explain gaslighting. Uh, go ahead and say gaslighting. It's basically getting people to be stirred up enough that they question their own um, version of reality. Yeah. Yeah, they the, get themselves to a point where they don't understand what's up is down, what's topsy-turvy. And that's really kind of where these Republicans have got themselves to. As I mentioned, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, the rest of these guys who are willing to turn their backs on things. It's because they don't trust their own version of what they understood anymore. And you can't even call them spineless anymore because they've literally been lobotomized. Yeah, yeah. Once you've gaslighted, you're lobotomized, right? The, the, the Wikipedia terminology probably isn't much better than what you already gave, Eddie, but uh, psychological abuse in which the victim is gradually manipulated into doubting his or her own sanity. Yeah. And, of course, originates from a British play that was made into a very uh, famous uh, movie. With what, the, what is that? What uh, Gaslight, 1944. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I didn't even know it went that far. Oh, then. yeah. Charles Boyer, Ingrid Bergman, the My oh, All-Time Gal of All Charles Time. Charles Boyer. And an 18-year-old oh. Angela Lansbury with that wow. annoying maid who was in the house. Yes, I And know. I remember her on CBS and Murder, She Wrote. That's right. You know, back in the day. Ca- was... Ca- Cabot Cove, Maine. <laughs> like, they had they had 385 murders a year in that little tiny coastal town. In <laughs> <laughs> she was solving all of them. It's worse than Albuquerque. Well, uh, we should touch upon that right now. So, uh, we are on pace for 142 murders this year, yes. uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are. Could the current rate. I don't think it's going to be 18 days. Yes. First 18 days. <laughs> and we let the, we, you know, uh, Joe Biden gets elected and suddenly this, the whole entire country plus the Democrat uh, mayor has turned this. I mean, no doubt uh, Manny, Manny Gonzalez is going to seize upon this, but we're on pace for 142 yes. murders. If we keep up uh, this rate. Let's <laughs> keep it sustainable, folks. I remember that April, two months, two years ago, April of 2019, doubt if I'm not mistaken, I believe that we had... Uh, 22 murders in the month of April. 18, yes. 18 or 22, yeah. if you yep. can look up April yep. of 2019. Like, there wasn't a day, almost, there wasn't a day that didn't have a murder in the city of Albuquerque. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. So go back and, uh, and look at that. Uh, somebody must be hungry. I'm not hungry. All right, when we bring it back, we're going to listen to the president and uh, listen to him give his uh, farewell speech. Uh, I want to... Turn everyone's attention to what you're seeing on rockoftalk.tv uh, today. And, of course, on your Roku device is uh, this right here is the flag of George Washington, the 13 stars, six-sided. This is his personal position flag. Um, and a lot of people will refer to this as the Valley Forge flag. Um, it is uh, got 13 stars, six-pointed stars. Three two three two three is the arrangement uh, on there, but it was the flag that was flying uh, at the headquarters uh, of General George Washington uh, during the time of independence, where we were trying to preserve our independence during that time. Uh, many eyewitnesses also saw that uh, at the Yorktown Battle of Yorktown, uh, this was the flag that was flying and uh, is accepted by some experts as being Washington's, George Washington headquarters flag. So I certainly hope that uh, you guys enjoy the uh, symbolism here and uh, uh, on this day, the last day of President Donald Trump's 
presidency. Also, uh, to the left, which we've talked about before, the join or die flag of the original colonies. There's several states uh, missing, Georgia being one of them. And I believe that this flag has actually become more meaningful. You see New England, New York, New Jersey. You see Pennsylvania, uh, Maine, uh, Vermont, North Carolina, South Carolina. But a few of those original colonies are missing uh, from that. So we will, uh, of course, talk about that a little bit later on. We'll also talk about the no state of the state later on in the program. Your response to that, the state legislature has opened up today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, will they be more effective? We've got several questions that we put out there for those people who are able to go ahead and download our app at abq.fm or rockoftalk.com. Uh, point your browser directly to that. And uh, here are our... Um, and I put these together so that way you have them. And I've been really busy as of late, but uh, our questions uh, of the day, um, in addition to being the... <laughs> Violence start to... I, I'm sort of laughing because we were shut down and we still had 76 murders. People were shuttered inside their house. And we kick off 2021. And I don't know if it, if uh, Mayor Tim Keller thought we were going to get off to any sort of better of a time. But uh, it's... I got to tell you, this is... Uh, you were right about 2019, by the way. Uh, 13 homicides in Albuquerque, January, February, March or 2019. 11 in April. So the, the, the entire month of April had almost as many as the first three months of 2019. There you so go. we're there going you back go. to the future, ladies. Yeah, I, I exaggerated. So 11 and uh, 13, 22 through the through the month of April. Um, also, part of this day, I want to put this out there. George Wallace, for those of you who attempted to gaslight us, I thought you might find this uh, a little bit uh, interesting uh, doubt in terms of our personal history here in this country. And he said this. This is a Democrat, four-time governor of the great state of Alabama. said, if any demonstrator ever lays down in front of my car, it'll be the last car he'll ever lay down in front of. This was a member of the Democratic Party. He sought the United States presidency as a Democrat three times, once as an American independent, and then he was unsuccessful every time. He was also opposed to desegregation, supported the policies of Jim Crow during the Civil Rights Movement, declaring his in his 1963 inaugural gubernatorial address that he stood for segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Yes, forever. Forever. Can you believe this? Yeah. This is uh, real. And in fact, uh, Gary Hunt became Alabama's first Republican governor since 1874 as he was sworn into office succeeding George Wallace on this day back in 1987. So uh, also I believe that Wallace, didn't he say that uh, one Dr. Martin Luther King was going to... Martin Luther King, who is a Republican, by the way, for some of you who don't know your history, uh, didn't he say that we're going to prevent Dr. Martin Luther King from taking over our state? I think something along those lines is essentially what he said. So... Uh, lots of our questions are, are there. You can find them at uh, rockoftalk.chat. We put everything out there, um, including uh, we've had seven homicides to kick off the year at Albuquerque. We are on pace for 142. We had 76 last year, short of the record, and that was during the pandemic. Is Albuquerque any safer than it was than before, Mayor Keller? The answer simply is no to me. What do you think? Do you think Santa Fe, New Mexico's legislative session will be just as effective if it's virtual versus in person, how about do we need harsher punishments on domestic terrorism in the United States and New Mexico? Coy Griffin now detained, quote unquote, detained indefinitely. 
the legislative agenda includes legalizing marijuana, policing the police, and more on abortion rights. Are these the real priorities of a state like New Mexico? Unfortunately uh, for the Democrats, they are. MLG has canceled her state of the state and isn't attending Joe Biden's inauguration. Is she actually working at this point? What's her schedule look like? Why start now? No. <laughs> Why is New Mexico reopening classrooms to disabled and handicapped children? Only. Aren't they more valuable, vulnerable to exposure and uh, not to the middle and high school students? We are now into the mutation stage of the coronavirus, according to the media and experts. How long do you think the lockdowns will persist? Did you hear about anything regarding the two police officers that were killed across the country yesterday during their duty? Guaranteed you did not. They were not played anywhere, and especially not on national news. And the caravans. Yes, immigration caravans now coming from Central America are re-energized and moving towards the United States border after Joe Biden stated, and it's all over conservative news, that no one would be deported. Wow, how convenient. Is that at all is surprising to any of you? 550-5500, that's 550-5500 here in the Kiva, here on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon, last sunset, that will shine upon the great state of New Mexico and the city of Albuquerque on Donald, uh, on President Donald Trump's last day in office. And uh, back after a quick break. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Download that app, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com, and watch us live right now. You can see uh, Dowd, whatever he's doing. I was staring at the sun and my eyes hurt. Yeah, staring at the sun. (laughs) Most four-year-olds know not not to do that, but apparently I don't. (laughs) All right, back after a uh, quick break and straight into our president, Donald J. Trump. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Attention, attention. ABQ Guns and Glock salute the veterans of New Mexico by offering reduced blue label pricing on all Glock blue label handguns from Memorial Day to Veterans Day. ABQ Guns is the largest stocking blue label dealer in the state and is the only woman veteran owned firearm store in Albuquerque. For details, come to the store in the Riverside Plaza just north of Montano and Coors at abqguns.com or call 899-1144. That's 899-1144. Alarms are ignored, kill switches are easily detected and reconnected. RFIDs are hacked using a basic code grabber. And GPS tracking systems, well, they're good at locating your vehicle after it's been taken. Give us a call, 505-550-4994. I don't know how to tell time, but I know it's sunny side up o'clock. Patriot waffle, sweet red raspberries, tasty blueberries, and white powdered sugar. The Patriot waffle at sunny side up. Go to sunny.com. The place I like.com. 
Friends ask me what my recommendations are. I just say, theplaceilike.com. Theplaceilike.com. Wow, is great for locals. Awesome weekly deals, too. Theplaceilike.com. Pet. That's theplaceilike.com. Great news! Anne Matthews Bridal just received the long-awaited Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Collection. Anne Matthews Bridal has been chosen to handle the premiere of this collection right here in Albuquerque. If you're needing a bridal gown, we look forward to showing this collection along with other top designer collections we carry. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Anne Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper? Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it. Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers. I sure do, just like I love you, Stella. Hey, what about me? Of course you too, Ava. I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. You're listening to Fox News ABQ.FM. K229CL 93.7 FM. And AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather looking like uh, the cold is going to be gone by tomorrow. We're getting towards 50 degrees, I'm told. I know right now, 39 degrees at Cottonwood. It's 36 at ABQ Uptown and 40 at the Rock of Talk. All right, traffic-wise, again, pretty decent drive across the river bridges right now, I-40, Montano, and Paseo del Norte. If your drive takes you south on an I-25, taking a look at that sunset is why you're losing some of the speed, but not as bad as some afternoons. Well, sunny side up. We're so glad you're around. I, I know that the sun's up in Albuquerque every morning. You can still satisfy your cravings for tasty meals, even though you can't dine in with Enjoy Takeout at Sunny Side Up. Pineapple, coconut, pancake, the Patriot waffle, mm, a banana, strawberry waffle. Now that is a sweet treat. Listen, if you enjoy takeout, you got to go to Sunny Side Up. They'll satisfy your cravings. Sunny Side Up online, sunny.theplaceilike.com. We're up to date now. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Golden day before the end. Whisper secrets to the wind.
its spirit and to restore the allegiance of this government to its citizens. In short, we embarked on a mission to make America great again for all Americans. As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes, and we also want them to have luck, a very important word. I'd like to begin by thanking just a few of the amazing people who made our remarkable journey possible. First, let me express my overwhelming gratitude for the love and support of our spectacular First Lady, Melania. Let me also share my deepest appreciation to my daughter, Ivanka, my son-in-law, Jared, and to Baron, Don, Eric, Tiffany, and Lara. You fill my world with light and with joy. I also want to thank Vice President Mike Pence, his wonderful wife, Karen, and the entire Pence family. Thank you as well to my Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, the dedicated members of the White House staff, and the Cabinet and all of the incredible people across our administration who poured out their heart and soul to fight for America. I also want to take a moment to thank a truly exceptional group of people, the United States Secret Service. My family and I will forever be in your debt. My profound gratitude as well to everyone in the White House military office, the teams of Marine One and Air Force One, every member of the armed forces, and state and local law enforcement all across our country. Most of all, I want to thank the American people. To serve as your president has been an honor beyond description. Thank you for this extraordinary privilege, and that's what it is, a great privilege and a great honor. We must never forget that while Americans will always have our disagreements, we are a nation of incredible, decent, faithful, and peace-loving citizens who all want our country to thrive and flourish and be very, very successful and good. We are a truly magnificent nation. All Americans were horrified by the assault on our capital. Political violence is an attack on everything we cherish as Americans. It can never be tolerated. Now more than ever, we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny. Four years ago, I came to Washington as the only true outsider ever to win the presidency. I had not spent my career as a politician, but as a builder looking at open skylines and imagining infinite possibilities. I ran for president because I knew there were towering new summits for America just waiting to be scaled. I knew the potential for our nation was boundless as long as we put America first. So I left behind my former life and stepped into a very difficult arena, but an arena nevertheless with all sorts of potential if properly done. America had given me so much and I wanted to give something back. Together with millions of hardworking patriots across this land, we built the greatest political movement in the history of our country. 
We also built the greatest economy in the history of the world. It was about America first because we all wanted to make America great again. We restored the principle that a nation exists to serve its citizens. Our agenda was not about right or left. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat, but about the good of a nation. And that means the whole nation. With the support and prayers of the American people, we achieved more than anyone thought possible. Nobody thought we could even come close. We passed the largest package of tax cuts and reforms in American history. We slashed more job-killing regulations than any administration had ever done before. We fixed our broken trade deals, withdrew from the horrible Trans-Pacific Partnership and the impossible Paris Climate Accord, renegotiated the one-sided South Korea deal, and we replaced NAFTA with the groundbreaking USMCA, that's Mexico and Canada, a deal that's worked out very, very well. Also, and very importantly, we imposed historic and monumental tariffs on China, made a great new deal with China. But before the ink was even dry, we and the whole world got hit with the China virus. Our trade relationship was rapidly changing. Billions and billions of dollars were pouring into the U.S., but the virus forced us to go in a different direction. The whole world suffered, but America outperformed other countries economically because of our incredible economy and the economy that we built. Without the foundations and footings, it wouldn't have worked out this way. We wouldn't have some of the best numbers we've ever had. We also unlocked our energy resources and became the world's number one producer of oil and natural gas by far. Powered by these policies, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. We reignited America's job creation and achieved record low unemployment for African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, women, almost everyone. Income soared, wages boomed, the American dream was restored, and millions were lifted from poverty in just a few short years. It was a miracle. Stock market set one record after another with 148 stock market highs during this short period of time and boosted the retirements and pensions of hardworking citizens all across our nation. 401ks are at a level they've never been at before. We've never seen numbers like we've seen. And that's before the pandemic and after the pandemic. We rebuilt the American manufacturing base, opened up thousands of new factories, and brought back the beautiful phrase, made in the USA. To make life better for working families, we doubled the child tax credit and signed the largest ever expansion of funding for child care and development. We joined with the private sector to secure commitments to train more than 16 million American workers for the jobs of tomorrow. When our nation was hit with the terrible pandemic, we produced not one, but two vaccines with record-breaking speed, and more will quickly follow. They said it couldn't be done, but we did it. They called it a medical miracle, and that's what they're calling it right now, a medical miracle. 
Another administration would have taken three, four, five, maybe even up to ten years to develop a vaccine. We did it in nine months. We grieve for every life lost, and we pledge in their memory to wipe out this horrible pandemic once and for all. When the virus took its brutal toll on the world's economy, we launched the fastest economic recovery our country has ever seen. We passed nearly $4 trillion in economic relief, saved or supported over 50 million jobs, and slashed the unemployment rate in half. These are numbers that our country has never seen before. We created choice and transparency in health care, stood up to Big Pharma in so many ways, but especially in our effort to get favored nations clauses added, which will give us the lowest prescription drug prices anywhere in the world. We passed VA choice, VA accountability, right to try, and landmark criminal justice reform. We confirmed three new justices of the United States Supreme Court. We appointed nearly 300 federal judges to interpret our Constitution as written. For years, the American people pleaded with Washington to finally secure the nation's borders. I am pleased to say we answered that plea and achieved the most secure border in U.S. history. We have given our brave border agents and heroic ICE officers the tools they need to do their jobs better than they have ever done before and to enforce our laws and keep America safe. We proudly leave the next administration with the strongest and most robust border security measures ever put into place. This includes historic agreements with Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, along with more than 450 miles of powerful new wall we restored American strength at home and American leadership abroad. The world respects us again. Please don't lose that respect. We reclaimed our sovereignty by standing up for America at the United Nations and withdrawing from the one-sided global deals that never served our interests. And NATO countries are now paying hundreds of billions of dollars more than when I arrived just a few years ago. It was very unfair. We were paying the cost for the world. Now the world is helping us. And perhaps most importantly of all, with nearly $3 trillion, we fully rebuilt the American military, all made in the USA. We launched the first new branch of the United States Armed Forces in 75 years, the Space Force. And last spring, I stood at Kennedy Space Center in Florida and watched as American astronauts returned to space on American rockets for the first time in many, many years. We revitalized our alliances and rallied the nations of the world to stand up to China like never before. We obliterated the ISIS caliphate and ended the wretched life of its founder and leader, al-Baghdadi. We stood up to the oppressive Iranian regime and killed the world's top terrorist, Iranian butcher Qasem Soleimani. We recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. As a result of our bold diplomacy and principled realism, we achieved a series of historic peace deals in the Middle East. Nobody believed it could happen. The Abraham Accords opened the doors to a future of peace and harmony, not violence and bloodshed. 
It is the dawn of a new Middle East, and we are bringing our soldiers home. I am especially proud to be the first president in decades who has started no new wars. Above all, we have reasserted the sacred idea that in America, the government answers to the people. Our guiding light, our North Star, our unwavering conviction has been that we are here to serve the noble, everyday citizens of America. Our allegiance is not to the special interests, corporations, or global entities. It's to our children, our citizens, and to our nation itself. As president, my top priority, my constant concern, has always been the best interests of American workers and American families. I did not seek the easiest course. By far, it was actually the most difficult. I did not seek the path that would get the least criticism. I took on the tough battles, the hardest fights, the most difficult choices, because that's what you elected me to do. Your needs were my first and last unyielding focus. This, I hope, will be our greatest legacy. Together, we put the American people back in charge of our country. We restored self-government. We restored the idea that in America, no one is forgotten because everyone matters and everyone has a voice. We fought for the principle that every citizen is entitled to equal dignity, equal treatment, and equal rights because we are all made equal by God. Everyone is entitled to be treated with respect, to have their voice heard, and to have their government listen. You are loyal to your country, and my administration was always loyal to you. We worked to build a country in which every citizen could find a great job and support their wonderful families. We fought for the communities where every American could be safe and schools where every child could learn. We promoted a culture where our laws would be upheld, our heroes honored, our history preserved, and law-abiding citizens are never taken for granted. Americans should take tremendous satisfaction in all that we have achieved together. It's incredible. Now, as I leave the White House, I have been reflecting on the dangers that threaten the priceless inheritance we all share. As the world's most powerful nation, America faces constant threats and challenges from abroad. But the greatest danger we face is a loss of confidence in ourselves, a loss of confidence in our national greatness. A nation is only as strong as its spirit. We are only as dynamic as our pride. We are only as vibrant as the faith that beats in the hearts of our people. No nation can long thrive that loses faith in its own values, history, and heroes. For these are the very sources of our unity and our vitality. What has always allowed America to prevail and triumph over the great challenges of the past has been an unyielding and unashamed conviction in the nobility of our country and its unique purpose in history. We must never lose this conviction. We must never forsake our belief in America. The key to national greatness lies in sustaining and instilling our shared national identity. That means focusing on what we have in common, the heritage that we all share. At the center of this heritage is also a robust belief in free expression, free speech, and open debate. Only if we forget who we are and how we got here 
Could we ever allow political censorship and blacklisting to take place in America? It's not even thinkable. Shutting down free and open debate violates our core values and most enduring traditions. In America, we don't insist on absolute conformity or enforce rigid orthodoxies and punitive speech codes. We just don't do that. America is not a timid nation of tame souls who need to be sheltered and protected from those with whom we disagree. That's not who we are. It will never be who we are. For nearly 250 years, in the face of every challenge, Americans have always summoned our unmatched courage, confidence, and fierce independence. These are the miraculous traits that once led millions of everyday citizens to set out across a wild continent and carve out a new life in the Great West. It was the same profound love of our God-given freedom that willed our soldiers into battle and our astronauts into space. As I think back on the past four years, one image rises in my mind above all others. Whenever I traveled all along the motorcade route, there were thousands and thousands of people. They came out with their families so that they could stand as we passed and proudly wave our great American flag. It never failed to deeply move me. I knew that they did not just come out to show their support of me. They came out to show me their support and love for our country. This is a republic of proud citizens who are united by our common conviction that America is the greatest nation in all of history. We are and must always be a land of hope, of light, and of glory to all the world. This is the precious inheritance that we must safeguard at every single turn. For the past four years, I have worked to do just that. From a great hall of Muslim leaders in Riyadh, to a great square of Polish people in Warsaw, from the floor of the Korean Assembly to the podium at the United Nations General Assembly, and from the Forbidden City in Beijing to the shadow of Mount Rushmore, I fought for you, I fought for your family, I fought for our country. Above all, I fought for America and all it stands for, and that is safe, strong, proud, and free. Now, as I prepare to hand power over to a new administration at noon on Wednesday, I want you to know that the movement we started is only just beginning. There's never been anything like it. The belief that a nation must serve its citizens will not dwindle, but instead only grow stronger by the day. As long as the American people hold in their hearts deep and devoted love of country, then there is nothing that this nation cannot achieve. Our communities will flourish. Our people will be prosperous. Our traditions will be cherished. Our faith will be strong. And our future will be brighter than ever before. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart, an optimistic spirit, and a supreme confidence that for our country and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America.
Milwaukee's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, five oh the five Rock of Indy, I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM on the app, and rockoftalk.tv. 550-5500, the end of the one of the greatest eras in American history, 244 years. I will hopefully be here when 250 comes across us, and I have got some unbelievable news to share with you, which I have been waiting for, and I've known, and uh, this is why you guys uh, like this radio station what I do. And uh, what we have here, D-Down Muska, Hour 2. How are you? And I realize it is not uh, 5.05, it is 5.41. I wanted to let everybody know, as I told Dowd and, and Rudy, I actually literally started that speech at the exact time that the sun was setting uh, with direct symbolism and uh, attribution uh, to our great 45th president of the United States, Dowd. And uh, one great American serenading uh, another uh, great American, Mr. Roy Orbison. There, That was a nice little touch. Yeah, there. that was good. Thanks to our good friend Brian for uh, helping put that together. As always, uh, as the guy who designed our logo and uh, put it all together, how incredibly fitting uh, that is uh, here for this uh, radio station. And we enter and embark upon a new chapter, as does our namesake, of which has been uh, sort of heralding the top of the hour, as we've said, Fox News. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you some incredible news that you are have all been wishing, hoping, praying, and maybe there might be a little bit more good news tomorrow, but don't keep your hopes up. Uh, hope is not a strategy, and uh, it formerly was a little town in the uh, state of Arkansas. So without further ado, let me uh, read this to you. Dowd, you're going to love this. You guys are crying. You guys are upset. You guys are, you know. It's a marathon, not a sprint, folks. A marathon, not a sprint. Yep. Keep your, uh, don't take counsel of your despair. Don't take counsel of your fear. All right, if you're calling in, I'm going to take a break before I bring this in. And uh, here it is. I must feel like I need a drum entry. Can you, can you do that? We've had a good broadcast today. today you sure know how to tease things, Mr. Erickson. Today was a, one of the best. Uh, one of the best broadcasts to start. I enjoyed the Crimson Tide and all of that stuff. I got to say that was really good. So this would be one of those ones that you definitely want to share with people for sure. Uh, and I'm going to say it one more time. I love my president. <clears throat> Political editor. Chris Steyerwalt, who was part of the election team that called Arizona for Biden, alongside 20 other Fox News staffers and people who contributed to that night, all fired today. Wow. Steyerwalt, 45, who had been with the network for more than a decade, was part of Fox election night team that correctly, that correctly, and this is this is really good. Um, uh, that correctly called Arizona for Joe Biden along before other networks in a move that infuriated Donald Trump and his supporters. In addition to Steyerwalt, at least 16 editorial staffers, Fox News Digital Department, all fired. Some of those staffers include editors, reporters who have been with Fox for more than a decade and some too, according to the Daily Beast. Sources have described the Fox News layoffs as a bloodbath Initiated by Editor-in-Chief Porter Berry, who is a former Sean Hannity producer and appears intent on remolding the network to be more aligned with pro-Trump views and with Sean Hannity. 
So we now know where the power lies mm. within Fox News. Mm -hmm. It is with two people. Actually, three people. It's with Laura, it's with Sean, and it is with Tucker. And uh, I'm going to add a fourth to that because I think he's going to take over. And you've heard him this morning. He's, he's finally feeling more confident. And that is uh, one uh, Brian Kilmeade. Chris was told all about call-to-call call Rupert Murdoch, the owner of Fox News, and demand he rescind the Arizona decision. Murdoch refused. The decision to prevent pulling it was directly from Rupert Murdoch's son. So there you go. Jason Miller, another advisor, told by Trump to call Bill Salmon, a senior vice president and managing editor in Washington. Salmon told staffers he planned to retire. Trump supporters eventually started protesting outside polling booths in Arizona. When the Trump campaign initially threatened lawsuits in Arizona over the election, Starwalt had declared on air, lawsuits, small suits. We haven't seen any evidence that there's anything wrong. Trump then told his followers to switch to Fox News, the fringe right-wing rivals, Newsmax, OAN. Network says the layoffs are part of a post-election restructuring. As we conclude the 2020 election cycle, Fox News has realigned its business and reporting structure to meet the demands on the new era. We are confident these changes will ensure the platform continues to deliver breakthrough reporting, insightful analysis surrounding major issues both stateside and abroad. Now, I want to tell everybody this is a civil war that has been going on in Fox News. I will tell you also that it is one in which I have been involved in. To what degree, I don't know. But firing off no more than five letters out and standing behind our products. and It's great that I met with Brian Kilmeade, had dinner with him at uh, Del Frisco's and did all that kind of stuff. I think went some way towards kind of pushing it from the least the limited amount that the radio has any sort of leverage. They laid capable people off who are actual journalists and not blind followers, and others said it's essentially the final nail in the coffin for digital journalism at Fox. Meanwhile, one former staffer blamed the purge on Barry, former uh, Sean Hannity guy, saying he is threatened by experienced digital editors given his background in the broadcast. This is all Porter, both an ideological purge and a purge of people he was threatened by. Fox News Digital is reportedly set to announce a new leadership team in the coming weeks. It will also change the top-of-the-hour Fox News as well. The news also came the day after it was reported that Bartiromo, Maria Bartiromo, was promoted to Trump's claim, who, ha who has promoted Trump's claims that the election was stolen, will be given a trial at the channel's 7 p.m. primetime slot. So it could be Bartiromo, Tucker, Hannity, Laura. Bartiromo, a longtime business news anchor, has two different jobs at New Fox News, one in the morning anchor for Fox Business, Another is the host of Sunday Morning Features, which is Sunday Morning Futures. She's being considered alongside Katie Pavlich, Rachel Campos Duffy, God no, and former Representative Trey Gowdy and frequent guest Mark Stein. Ratings for Fox News have topped all news and basic cable channels for a fifth straight year until November. Nielsen data released the end of December showed that they have plunged to third. The network averaged 1.9 million viewers per day and 3.6 million in primetime, record levels for cable's news channels. But then Newsmax audience jumped after the election based upon Fox's uh, uh, blowback. In November, Newsmax primetime ratings peaked to 495,000 on average, slipping to 391 in early December. OEN pulled its highest ratings ever in 2020. Charles Herring said in a via email, viewership surged by more than 40% in the fourth quarter compared to the third quarter. So, 
for the oh my gosh, look what I have. I can't even look at the picture I have on the front of my phone. Do you guys see that? Yeah. Who's that a picture of? Like the big man himself. That's right, Donald Trump right there, pointing. It looks like he's pointing at me. <laughs> so I, I actually do a lot of things based upon signs and symbols and things that I get. So um, there you go. So uh, a lot of people listening, watching uh, very quickly. The app is abq.fm, also rockoftalk.com. You can listen to us at AM 1600 KIVA. Got a brand two, two brand new channels to reveal to you. That will be coming next Friday. We'll we'll announce it next Thursday night, but uh, firm on next Friday, so we'll be uh, lit and activated. And then uh, that's awesome. As I told you, when did I when did I put uh, go back and look at my Facebook? Uh, what you doubt? Okay. I put two one two one, and I think I posted that on I want to say like a week before Christmas. I wanted to say two one two one. You know, a lot of people think that I reveal so much because I talk so much and I do all these things, but, you know, the, the God's honest answers, I don't. So uh, Dowd's going to go and find that uh, that post. Uh, you are welcome to call in at uh, 550-5500. We're going to get a quick check on weather and traffic, and then we're going to go directly into uh, a few phone calls and uh, your text. 549 here in the Kiva. Let's go, Rudy. All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather. Está muy frío. That means it's really cold, and I think you already knew that because you just feel it. Look at that. Santa Fe, 27 degrees. It's 35 in Martinez Town and 38 here at the Rock of Talk. Traffic-wise, no major delays anywhere right now. I will tell you, don't forget the construction. You need to know this going and coming on Gibson. Eastbound, I-25 to Yale. Left two lanes are closed. Then up ahead on Gibson Eastbound at University, the right lane is closed. Westbound, uh, University to Yale, the left lane is closed there. So whether you're going to the base, whether you're going to the VA, wherever you're going, it's going to be a little bit of a test of patience for you. Other than that, still moving pretty well across the Paseo Bridge. Nothing that I can see right at the moment. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Live Spring at Salon Helena. They are on Manal, just west of Wyoming. And this is a place that really has got the new year started well for you. You've got Canyon Water. You knew about that. It's alkaline water. If you change your water, you're going to change your life. But they have that salt room, and that is perfect right now, especially for those of you who have some of those allergies and things that are going around. You've got to go 20 minutes in that salt room, and you're going to find an amazing difference. Live Spring at Salon Helena. On Manal, just west of Wyoming. With that, we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, uh, 551. Good job, Rudy. We'll get to your uh, calls and uh, texts. You can see Rudy at... Uh Endowed working hard right there. Yeah, uh, uh, December 31st at 7.30 a.m. you posted 2, period 1, period 2, 1. There you go. And the next day the FM was off, and the next day, well... <laughs> Don't try to move on me! I know what you're doing! Way ahead of you. How far do you think I'm ahead of you right now, Dad? I don't even know. Probably not very far. That was the smartest guy I know. You know what? You want to know how to be smart? I'll give you a little secret. The same secret that uh, Donald Trump uses. Find people who are smarter than you and surround yourself with them. And the only thing you have to judge is their loyalty. 
Most important thing, what's your favorite animal dog? I mean, uh, what's your favorite animal dog? <laughs> I just give you the answer. It's a dog. Yes, I do love my dogs. Anybody who loves dogs, seriously, good people. You know who can judge good people? Dogs. <laughs> very, they're very good. <laughs> they're the only ones. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Eddie, um, uh, fantastic uh, show. Um, thank you so much for playing that speech. Um, I have kind of, I'm, I'm just a simple man. I'm going to make a simple comment. And, okay. uh, and, um, I, uh, I, I know that it, uh, you know, I, I don't have anything really profound to say tonight, but, um, what, what I want to say is after, or anybody that could have, uh, listened to that, that his farewell speech and, uh, voted for Biden, they must be saying to themselves, how, how can I do that? And, um, I don't, I'm just at a loss. I'm like, my God, we let the best thing we had go. Yeah. And, uh, I'm really bothered. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, somebody wrote me something uh, earlier, I think yesterday, about uh, Trump. What's your name, sir? Robert. Robert? Yeah, this is low-tech Robert, you know. Okay. All right. So I'm going to say something. Somebody was talking to me about uh, burning out and fading away and then, you know, the way Trump should go out, and I talked about it yesterday. Trump's not coming back. Do not get it in your head in any way, shape, or form that Trump will ever even step foot maybe in Washington, D.C. again. I doubt he'll ever go back. You're not going to see him get behind, endorse any candidates. You're not going to see him do anything else. Donald Trump deserves, and if you notice, what is the one thing you may have noticed in that all of that? What is the thing that you learned and, and noticed in all of that speech? I learned one thing. One thing from that speech, I learned who the most important person in the world is to him. And I immediately, like, boom, there it is. First person he mentions is Barron. Did you notice that? Did anybody else notice that? Who has this presidency been hardest on? Would you say it's been hardest on Melania? Would you say it's been hardest on Ivanka, his families, his boys? You know who this uh, presidency has been hardest on? Is a 13-year-old boy who can't even start to begin to understand about how much he loves his father and how much the world hates his father. The only thing I can think of is Baron. How tall is Baron? Is he 6'7 now? Huge. I love that kid. I like, absolutely. I see him. It's like Charlie Woods. Why do I love Tiger Woods so much now? I don't, I don't love Tiger Woods. I love Charlie Woods. What I like about Tom Brady the other night, I'm going to say it again. Tom Brady playing with Drew Brees' kids. Passing the torch, handing it off to another generation. Dad was like yammering in the, in, in, in the Kiva between breaks here. And, and he had some really choice things to say. And, you know, they may have been harsh, but they're spot on. He's like... Yeah, these uh, these people, they're still going to have... Uh, who did you call them? They're still going to have this debt. They're still going to have these things. Well, Tomorrow's going to yes. come. Yes. They were wishing that everything would be better with a wave of a magic wand. But their lives are still going to suck. They're still going to have this debt. They're still going to be this in this situation. And they're going to be still completely filled with hate. 
Donald Trump is going back to a country that loves him, to a family that wants him, to a wife that needs him, and to people who will forever remember the greatest period in this country. Those four years that we have. I've been around for a while, 45 years. Isn't it all about handing off the world better off than we got it? I'm emotional like you are. I'm upset like you are. But we are going to get up tomorrow. We're going to make ourselves some coffee and we're going to do the things that we need to do to go ahead and get through the next day. And we're going to put one foot in front of the other. We're going to take the next step. We're going to do the next thing. And we're going to remember the lessons that we learned. And we're not going to go back to that media. We're not going to go back to those people who mistreated us. We're not going to put our trust in people who we know don't have our best interests in mind. We're going to detach. We're going to move. We're going to get away from that. Donald Trump did not need to do this job. You realize that? You know what sacrifice is? Somebody going in to do something that they didn't even need to do in the first place. His wealth, his health, his honor. The man has been drugged through the mud in every way, shape, and form unnecessarily I've related him to Jesus Christ in that regard it's not worship I don't have hero worship for Donald Trump if I were to sit across from him I'd realize he's human and be much different than my own personal relationship with Jesus Christ wouldn't it that's what you guys try to think we're part of some sort of cult part of some sort of group you know what you guys didn't take down Donald Trump you took down what Donald Trump represented and you continue to do it to this day you're taking down his followers, the things that he believed in. The ruinous part of that, this country, is exactly what I'm going to be playing here before the, or right after the top of the hour. What I play every single day. Rudy, you've been with me for how long? Ten years. And Rudy, I've been playing the same thing, and the very first thing I put on the radio station besides, yes, Alex Jones, and besides Michael Savage, and I would have put Rush Limbaugh, was he available? was the man himself. Who's the greatest broadcaster to ever walk this earth? No, you Dodger fans, do not say Vin Scully. Rudy, come on, Rudy. Oh, Rush. No, Rudy, come on, Rudy. You're still missing it. PH, PH. Come on. The rest of the story. The rest of the story, Come on, Rudy. I can't think of his name. I I can see him. Paul Harvey. That's right. I just couldn't think of his name. You guys remember that? Paul Harvey? Let's start the top of the hour with that, and then we'll continue and open it up and turn the page and uh, move forward. And uh, you heard the president. He's going to do everything he possibly can to uh, get behind, and he used the word luck. That was interesting. Do you anybody know what the word luck means? Uh, When uh, was it preparation meets opportunity? There you go. Oh, man. My favorite. All right, let's do the top of the hour. Uh, let's do the top of the hour like we do at noon and midnight every day here on this great radio station. We may not have 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, but you guys have 1600 KIVA. You're listening to Fox News ABQ.FM, K229CL 93.7 FM, and AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. <laughs>
prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me. Our Father, which art in Washington. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect the discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. What'll you bet? I could get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solatone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit CrowAboutMoney.com. Raw Greens on San Mateo, north of Manal. Come into Raw Greens, all-natural CBD and hemp products for anxiety, stress, sore muscles. Raw Greens topical creams, tinctures, and pet products. Raw Greens, online, cbd.theplaceilike.com. This Christmas, unlike any before, have you heard the message? Hear it on makeusgodlyagain.com. Hear the message and then share by text with every friend on your mobile device. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Pass it on. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager...
Winter is here and the real estate market in New Mexico is different than past years. Hello, this is Tracy Venturi with Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. And this is Tico Venturi. If you're thinking of selling, let's talk about the reasons to sell now. There are a lot of unknowns going into 2021 for real estate. What's certain right now, buyer demand is very strong. Interest. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. It's actually 614 here on AM 1600 KIVA, on the app ABQ.FM, on your TV, rockoftalk.tv. And uh, Rudy's got a nice little ad as well that he's running at 1ABQ.com, so you can check that out as well. Uh, I literally gave uh, Tim Keller... Uh, all the information for 1ABQ. But we move on. Uh, nothing to speak about uh, again when it comes to this. We'll make sure that our elections are fair, uh, that we will be more resilient, and uh, that we will invent our and chart our own paths. We have certainly done that here in the Kiva. Uh, we can't be censored, put down, shut up, or anti any other thing uh, that is out there. They will certainly try. But uh, our servers uh, for our app are in Greece, our internet servers are in the UK, and our servers for our television are in Canada. Blame Canada. You've, of course, seen that, right? Uh, of course. <laughs> the Dad Muska, our The only number. thing that got me through 2020, South Park. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Have you got through all of it? <laughs> yeah, I finally wrapped up the pandemic special a couple nights ago. Okay, great. i got to catch up with that. Love to get your insight to that, and I think, you know what? Getting your insight on cultural things, which might seem sort of out of your wheelhouse would be entirely funny, I should uh, say that, because I think you would have uh, a certain level of insensitivity uh, that would, I think, uh, bring people to their knees in terms of humor and various other things. You might not find them funny. You would might find them ironic or, or, or sarcastic yeah, or things yeah. like that, but I think the fact that you'd have such an incredibly dry delivery... Uh, would make people just like man. He just runs through that. I would uh, I would um, uh, sort of relate to you to like Ben Shapiro only with uh, better observational humor. Uh, the bad part about uh, Shapiro is he laughs at his own jokes hmm. incessantly, <laughs> and he starts making these fake things like no no that's not funny. Yeah, when, when you laugh, don't, don't carry around stuff. your own laugh track. I guess. Yeah yeah yeah. You definitely I uh, don't want to do that. They do that do that at the other uh, the big stick the radio station uh, over there. Uh, so we have moved on. We've moved ahead. I will have the coverage for the inaugural tomorrow. Uh, I might do it uh, Mystery Science 3000 style. Live commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we might uh, jump in on that and uh, see what uh, we can possibly find. I think that would be interesting. But it is, oh, folks, life moves on. Obladi, oblada, you know. It was a great, great show back in the day. What was that, Corky and uh, yeah. Life Goes On? Remember that? Life Goes On. Yeah, Corky. So, yeah. like, what happened I, to Corky? We don't well, you never find out what happened. Just like which know. reminds me of South Park. Um, <laughs> Parker and think that that's that culture. The guy is always on the mark. But the, one, dry. the one guy, Parker no, and Stone, true. are so they they don't care about being sensitive. They don't care who hates them. They don't. They uh, yeah. there are a number of disabled characters on that show, which they make fun of the way yeah. they make fun of everybody, the adults and Hollywood, and I mean they just no one is safe. In South Park, Colorado, and that's why it's a brilliant, brilliant entertainment product. Is South Park, uh, Colorado, actually a place? I don't imagine that. I don't it think is. so. Yeah, so. There's a city in the county. It's it, just it, outside you know. of Denver. We know yes. that much. Yep, yep. That's all we know is that South Park is 
is uh, and did it happen before or after Columbine? Oh boy, I, know. I think it started before. I'll check the date. Just like maybe yeah. a few weeks before. It was it was very close. Yeah, like uh, you know, sort of coming uh, emanating out of that. Okay, so let's move forward. We have the state legislature. Let's find the uh, bad people who are going to ruin your life in New Mexico if you let them. <laughs> They've got a lot of bad ideas, folks. Make no mistake about it. Um, First off, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Coy Griffin once again. Uh, he's now held without bond, uh, detained indefinitely. Is that what I'm hearing now? And he is in Washington, D.C. The defendant has taken nothing off the table in pursuit of his alms to ensure Biden will never be president. What exactly is Coy going to do? I think I see him have... He's basically hugged every sheriff there is. Uh, I know uh, Yvette Harrell isn't doing too well with uh, saying that the Cowboys for Trump was her best endorsement. Did you did you see that? Yeah, that was her best endorsement, it was stated. Uh, there is no links that 4713, the Albuquerque Journal, will go to to unearth anything they can to slander, slay any conservative, any Trump supporter, and I would say as long as the Republicans play nice, they won't write anything negative about him. I can. I'm only imagining. I'm trying to imagine what they might write about me in my pursuit for CD1. Should Biden take the oath tomorrow? It will be interesting. Won't uh, it? It's going to be like. It's going to be national news. We know. Talk that. radio bomb thrower <laughs> Eddie Aragon muscles his way into the political process. Like, uh, they won't do any in depth about me. They won't go back to the things that I'd done back uh, when I was 17, 18 years old. They won't go back to my time at the University of New Mexico. They'll, they'll, they won't look at any of the civic things and the people that I've been involved with. I mean, if you go back and you try to take me down, you'll be taking down a lot of Democrats with you. Uh, so that's just something for you guys to all prepare about. And, uh, you know, I've been a conservative since uh, 2003, 2004. The problem with politics is politics. Uh, New Mexico has that classic, uh, what is it, uh, lobsters in the pail in the bucket, crabs in the bucket. Uh, oh, yeah. Pulling yeah. down, pulling yes. each other down. Keep anyone uh, from getting uh, out. And, you know, it's kind of funny because a lot of the uh, uh, scuttlebutt that's coming out is saying, well, yeah, maybe it's finally Eddie did, finally gets his turn at uh, running for something. Oh, I'm, I wasn't waiting for my turn. I'm, I'm not waiting for my turn. So if you think I'm waiting for my turn, I'm going to run you over. Barack Obama didn't wait for his turn. He went right at Hillary in 2008. We're not waiting for any of that stuff. Uh, in terms of the greatest grassroots, anything that's been done in this state, uh, I doubt anyone's done anything better than what I've done over the last couple of years on uh, three different fronts. So uh, I'm not waiting my turn any longer, and I don't need permission of the party people uh, out there. We can uh, put everything together in uh, pretty short order. So one Coy Griffin, I think he, what did he have? He had something incredible. 80,000, 90,000 Twitter followers, a lot of people on Facebook. I had him one time on the air, and then gone. That's it. He relied on social media, had all his pictures out there. And you know, What is he actually getting criminalized for? Essentially pushing his name with Trump, meeting the president, and then riding on horses at various places and having a no-holds-barred approach to his commentary, which is his First Amendment rights. Now, I'm not defending him and what he said, because I think there was better ways to tactfully phrase and push things, but never a wordsmith. Coy Griffin went out there and said what was on his mind, spoke his, spoke his mind. you got to speak your mind, son. And he went out there and he did it, and there you go. Uh, Bob's your uncle, and the liberal media lines up to 
take their uh, uh, ceremonial uh, best shot at each of them, even the AP uh, taking their best shot. So um, they also go after his character, but they're this also going bizarre. after him personally. Yeah. Uh, they wrote, and I quote, the defendant has no established profession. <laughs> that describes a lot of us. <laughs> Uh, what about Melanie Sansbury, who's a quote-unquote consultant? What does that mean? Do people just ask your opinion? Is that is that a profession? Whether as a cowboy, cowboy actor, restaurateur, or otherwise. What is going on? Why would they put restaurateur in there? Because that's the Department of Justice. That's the FBI. Yeah. You know who doesn't have a profession? FBI agents. You know who doesn't have a profession? CIA agents. That's who doesn't have a profession. The deep state generally doesn't. They can be whatever you want them to be. But what they are is they are the ultimate protectors of the establishment, the largest enemies of freedom, and people who are up in your business. They know way more than you would like them to know, and they are in bed with the Facebooks, the Instagrams, and the Twitters of the world. So uh, we'll put a rest in peace on uh, young Coy Griffin. Uh, we certainly hope that he gets to establish a great... Um, Relationship with his children, which is the only thing I can think of in all this. I'm only thinking of, of that, but no doubt I believe his ex-wife will likely possibly use that against him. But I can I pray for, for Coy. Uh, I only wish that the people who took the time to ride his horses, take pictures with him, and did everything possible would take this time to go ahead and stand by him as much as they possibly can and realize what is being done to him is nothing uh, uh, short of character assassination. Uh, well, and, and would you agree with that? Guild by Association. I mean, I met Coy Griffin in the summer of 2019. I was given a, uh, a presentation on a legislative session down in Tularosa. Tularosa. Uh, consummate gentleman to me. Uh, slapped me on the back at the end. Said, you know, it's a great presentation. And we were sort of going out into the, dry, the, the parking lot. And super nice guy. Asked, I, I think he asked a couple of questions. So I guess Guild by Association. Or can I wait? Uh, should I await my charges next? I mean, you know, yeah, we're sort we're... of at that point. Uh, uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, it really is sad, but there you go. What are we gonna What are we gonna do? Five fifty, fifty five hundred, and uh, you know, you just gotta what keep fighting. That's really the the big thing in in all this. All right, let's get back to uh, more of the action. Other stories coming in. We talked about the homicide, the remote legislative session. Uh, a lot of those restaurants they do quite well. Uh, a lot of those big ticket items for those uh, big hat. Uh, <laughs> A big hat, no horse uh, cow, a crowd that's up there in Santa Fe. But the hospitality uh, industry up in Santa Fe is absolutely being decimated. The roundhouse closed off. I think it's double barricaded and secur securitized with all the... Uh, it's funny how they're using the, the quote-unquote, as uh, Sean Willoughby calls them, the angels in black. Is that what they're called? <laughs> the, the, our angels in black showed up. I, I can tell you the state police is anything uh, but angelic uh, these days. They are the absolute henchmen. And with the appropriate uh, uh, attire of uh, none other than Michelle Lujan Grisham. Uh, they take people out of restaurants. They shut down uh, various businesses out of code. And uh, they do everything that the governor tells them to do. So um, that is, uh, they are serving at her pleasure, of course. And her edicts are not law. They're exactly that. They're edicts. But that abuse of power has really escalated. And people aren't liking that. But uh, they're basically guarding the legislature uh, at this time, and nobody is really willing to uh, step out of line down. Yeah, and uh, just this one statistic from this B&B, uh, Pueblo Bonito, uh, they've lost a third of, our, of their entire inventory for the entire 60-day session because they all canceled. They had to. It's all virtual. So, 
Um, <laughs> you know, we, none of us are fans of the legislature or most of the legislators who go to the legislature. But, uh, you know, these businesses are, I might say, taking it in the shorts. Uh, another, uh, uh, we got to have every day when someone says that. We got to have like a you know what is the the clap or something online. That's <laughs> <laughs> Take it in the shorts. Uh, but if you're yeah. a big liberal folks and you and you and you don't care about this, you know you support your MLG, your your governor. Think of all the lodgers tax in uh, revenue that's not going to come into the city of Santa Ooh. Fe. So come at it from the revenue perspective, and maybe you might agree with us, huh? Maybe, maybe. Five fifty fifty five hundred caller, go ahead. Eddie. Yes. David down in Valencia. David, down in Valencia. What's going on down in Valencia, bro? Well, I'd like to tell you, I don't think you should run for CD1. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, wish, I, wish, I wish you got I, a decision think, in that, but uh, there you go. Well, I, 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 my opinion is you should run for governor and start your campaign now and representing all of us who've been destroyed by the governor. Because obviously a congressperson has no uh, jurisdiction over that. Well, we'll see where, uh, you know, you ever watch... Uh, sort of a rock tumble down the, the cliff, you know, and you drop it down and you hope that it makes it down to the bottom, it's eventually all going to make its destination. But the rock doesn't have control where it goes. The laws of gravity and uh, a whim of where you hope it goes uh, is only where it can. But I know that I'm the man at this time to run for that seat in this uh, opportunity. And uh, if it doesn't go well, uh, they'll put me in the right place to be. And nonetheless, I don't have to worry about getting a job. I've got one each and every day right here. So... I'm not worried about being gainfully employed. I'm not worried about any of that. Uh, we're busy enough. So if there were somebody else that was more confident who could run for the seat, but this is the chance to turn the state red. Uh, do you even know what I'm talking about with regards to turning the state red? Yes, I absolutely do. Okay, explain but, it to uh, me then. Well, uh, us down here in Valencia County don't get to vote for you. And, oh, that's uh, okay. Don't worry. There's some and, people uh, in Valencia County that do. I think there's about 4,000 people, roughly. You can check the, the stats on that. I think there's, uh, a few, what, maybe 3,000 in Torrance, maybe 1,200 in Santa Fe County, and about 4,000 in a sliver of uh, Valencia County, and then everything else is Bernalillo County. And I believe there's right. a, just a little bit, a wee little bit, Bernalillo County, uh, or excuse me, um, Sandoval County, maybe a thousand in Sandoval County, uh, maybe. I think you can look it up on uh, Ballotopedia, Dowd, if you yep. go and you yep. look at that. Right and I think it'll give you a smattering of uh, sort of what it is. And Michelle Garcia Home is one of those little counties outside, but really what matters is where I broadcast, and that's in Bernalillo County. And, uh, and as a former Democrat, uh, Hispanic, and uh, somebody who cares deeply about the state of New Mexico, I think I would uh, easily be the best representative especially against a carpetbagger like uh, Melanie Stansberry, uh, Ivy League educated, parents live in uh, Maryland, or Antonita Cidia Lopez, who I've been on not one but two panels on in uh, that in focus group. So, yeah, I'm going to keep it right here, David. I appreciate the input, and I'll take you up on my next political advisement. How'd that be? That'd be great. I think I'd be, uh, but I still think you'd be one hell of a governor. Well, I appreciate that. I think there's other men up there for the job. The time is now and the race is uh, also now. So that's uh, my focus. And don't worry, and David, we'll regardless of CD1, Eddie will still be eligible to run for governor in 2022. So yeah, but They're I, not mutually exclusive if it comes to that. I don't feel anything calling me into that direction. I can tell you that much right now. Um, my focus is, you know, the radio station and this race. This is a rare race. Uh, there's nobody who's better geared and more suited uh, to win this race 
uh, than me against the Democrats. That much I can tell you. Well, it you. is a very interesting district. You almost go all the way to Guadalupe County, one of, Guadalupe. My, one, one of my favorite. Just, yeah. just, just stop short. But, you know, obviously it's the population-wise, it's majority Metro Albuquerque. But you have that, that southeastern chunk that, that is, you know, fairly significant in this district. So. Yeah, so whether, rules, I, whether I win it from one angle or another... What will inevitably happen is they will start immediately trying to primary me within the party, and they will be gearing up outside of the party. So in terms of uh, taking all the arrows on uh, from your opponents, I mean, I will be literally uh, target number one. going to be hard to do, though, once you kind of, uh, you know, get on that... Get on that steed, if you will. And, uh, well, the establishment in this state, the Republican Party, has such tremendous credibility given its massive oh, success yes. in recent yes. decades. They've only been failing for the last 90 years. And they are absolutely, they're hell-bent on failing. Uh, the old, uh, I should say, the current uh, BCGOP chairwoman who's there, remember, uh, they lost two races, uh, Julie Wright, terrible, yep. terrible candidate. Oh. Uh, she has effectively done nothing apologized uh, for nothing and then uh, basically enabled incompetence uh, has done everything that she possibly can I think to you know blockade one other side of the party has been completely and totally ineffective in dealing with uh, the state of New Mexico Republican Party and then she called uh, Trump supporters Nazis along well I shouldn't say she called them it wasn't her who called them it was Jeff in an email uh, who is the executive director mm-hmm. uh, and it's really hilarious because he's like sitting there shooting me emails, well, you're going to need the database. I'm like, dude, you're baiting me, uh, and trust me, I'm already way ahead of you. I don't need anything that you're going to try and send me for that. You know, the people of Albuquerque itself need representation. To have a woman who lost, uh, I don't know, is it $4 million or $14 million? Rudy, out of Laguna, Acoma? $23. $23 million, whatever. Well, now as the Secretary of the Interior, I mean, these people are not loaded for bear, and you've got to be ready, be willing to fight each and every single day. And just look at our poor, decimated city, our county, and our district uh, here in in this area. And you know we are right for we're right for regime change. You know we're going to say something like that. But I, I think it would. Uh, you know I'm not even thinking about the local stuff so much hmm. as to how it would impact everything uh, going into 2022 uh, for the Republicans and the conservatives who are wanting to take back this this country and uh, the ability to to do what i do here on a daily basis uh won't be compromised um and if anybody who is competing against me for any one of these primaries of which there's not a primary because it'll all be in the party because it's i think the democrats have like 200 people who are basically going to be selecting it it's going to come down to stansbury city lopez and then they have mcginn and some other guy who's uh, a staffer for and then the uh, Native American. I believe she's also from Laguna Acoma. Is that my incorrect in saying that, Rudy? I'm not positive, but I think you're right. Yeah, so I, they, so I think they got five. So they're going to figure out uh, to kind of a uh, way to cut it out five ways. And then on the Republican side of things, you know, who knows who they're going to do. But they're definitely going to go ahead and do everything they can to go at full bore. I'm waiting for the full bore ad hominem. Oh, yeah. And then I just... Coming. Yeah, then we'll just make it rain, which is a lot of fun. So you, you said something weeks ago that did yeah. that did not register with me at the time because I'm doing show notes and I'm doing other things, and Rudy's always you know bothering me. Um, it's me. You said that you know the revival Republican Party. Did that, did that sarcasm pick up? That was not literal. <laughs> if, if I ever insulted Rudy, people I'd, people would be waiting for me outside to, to beat me. Um, revival Republican Party in New Mexico begins in Albuquerque, and. Yeah. You know, it's the population center, and if that party has just ceded 
uh, you know, a, a metro area of what six or seven hundred thousand people, you're again, you're not a viable. You're barely the second party in the state. So um, the idea of just barely. shoring up the rules, okay, but you know, to just surrender and walk away from the major metro in the state. Uh, it's got to begin in Albuquerque. Where else would it begin? The only so, question so I would have is define if. It's not if. They have. They have seeded this county for at least five, I'm sorry, six years. Mm-hmm. This county is, like you said, the most populated in the state. If we could get the right people running this, all of a sudden Steve Pierce might be able to spell Bernalillo knowing that it's two L's. All right, there's there's Rudy's uh, rant for the day. So I don't know. I never know where Rudy's going with stuff. It just like, gets me crazy Rudy, Rudy, sometimes. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy start anyway. We're not going to uh, focus on that. But th- there you go, Rudy. I love it. Rudy doing the uh, old time talk radio. Got to love that. Uh, <laughs> so currently, our radio station has a coverage area of about eight hundred thousand people. Uh, I'm looking at you know actually, I think it's like closer to nine hundred thousand. And I just did a population study of like our new coverage area of where we'll be, and we're going to be covering 1.41 million people, which is three-quarters of the state of New Mexico. So when it comes to 2022, and it covers all the other stuff, and we're not even covering the TV and the Internet, you know, in terms of getting our message out, like, it's going to be pretty hard to work against that in terms of what we're doing, hitting communities that are, you know, good communities, solid communities, and uh, need to be changed around. But a lot of people have been sort of funneled with one type of thinking, and the people, the establishment and the radio establishment and TV establishment and newspapers and media have really been pretty happy as long as they're sort of like top of their little little sandhill. There's a reason why we've had 90 years of uh, Democrat domination. It's because it's been the great enablers in the media. So uh, you make that on a more national level, doubt. And what happened with the takedown of Donald Trump, if you're really looking at it, it was the media who ganged up on Donald Trump. When you look at the way that Donald Trump was brought down, it was the confluence of every media organization pitching their narrative. News and entertainment. News and entertainment. All media. (laughs) There was the boycotts, there was the shutdowns, Hollywood, NBA, NFL. Comedy. Uh, was there what, what's comedy? Does anybody know what's comedy anymore? <laughs> it's not funny oh, anymore. Anybody knows what comedy is anymore? I mean, if you've noticed those late night guys, I literally would love to take on Jimmy Fallon's job. Do you realize, like, I that is the, I I can't believe he even gets paid to do that work. I look at that, I'm like, somebody gets paid to do what he does, like hang out uh, essentially in his underwear, telling himself jokes that are completely written by 27 other writers. Yeah, totally unfunny, and we do everything either off the cuff, uh, with a lot of preparation, a lot of reading, and can you imagine that? You don't need to pay anybody. I'll I'll do do what he does for half the price, NBC. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do it for one one one-hundredth of the price. It's just, it's amazing what passes uh, for uh, political commentary, entertainment, but you have to understand, this is all just like the end of uh, Gladiator, bread and circuses. We're going to have a hundred days of of people battling it out. We're going to have people who are going to be distracted, and people who are going to be, yeah, we're going to gang up and we're going to feel better. That doesn't improve the uh, the lot of this country. And I will tell you, the blowback that's coming, particularly from churches and the people who go to church and the people who are, ch- uh, like I said, the, the people of faith are going to be the people who are going to be rebuilding this state and people who are going to rebuild this country. Make no mistake about it. Without the people of faith, you have nothing. You don't have nada, zip, zilch. You can't get anywhere without those people of faith. And I think it's so incredibly important uh, that we start to talk about our faith more and more because, uh, you know, I, I was just reading about Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, 
Rudy, you'd be so incredibly proud of me. Uh, between the frame that was uh, sifted underneath our door and right. thinking about bringing Guadalupe here, and you just mentioned Guadalupe, uh, Dowd. Uh, 1531, December 12th, they made their way up the river. They came here. They established that uh, from Cortez in 1519 all the way up to uh, 1693 with my family, 300 and whatever that is, 23 years or 327 years uh, ago. We came here to uh, take this place for Jesus Christ and proselytize. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's civilization and order and worship here because of that. And there is a... I don't want to call them heathens, but there's a whole other group that, that's here that doesn't want to see any of that. And uh, mind you, uh, we've got Dowd here who is, uh, you're agnostic? No, I'm full boy. Yeah, yeah. So. But I, I will tell you this, and I, I, we're, I know we're running out of time. When you, when you talk about faith, how, sure. about, how about just very quickly, how about an example of a kid who probably could have benefited from being raised in a faith-based household? Um, Harry Brandt, uh, a, uh, the son of Stephanie Seymour and the billionaire father, uh, Peter Brandt, uh, just, okay. he just died of an overdose. Uh, I just know this because they live in Greenwich, Connecticut, and I used to read the Greenwich, Connecticut paper. Um, he was an androgynous model. Uh, he said, quote, the gender lines are starting to blur again, which is really, really great. Uh, wow. He worked for Estee Lauder because my mom worked for Estee Lauder, and I first started to play with her makeup and definitely was interested in my mother's style. Uh, he was a socialite, an androgynous, genderless model, and he was friends with celebrities like Kendall Jenner, Bella Thorne, Bella Hadid, and Joan Smalls. And I couldn't help, Eddie, reading this article this morning of thinking about my 17-year-old nephew, yeah. tight, you know, Catholic family, the two boys that you are raising who are not playing with mama's makeup and, and dreaming right. of being a, a androgynous model uh, and are not going to die of over, drug overdoses at age 24. Um, you talk about the people of faith. You know, I'm, I'm not a person of faith. Do you, do, would you rather have a child? Would you rather be raised in a family of faith? Or would you rather be raised in the Stephanie Seymour, Peter Brandt household where you overdose on drugs at 24 while you're being an androgynous model? I mean... So, uh, one thing I could say about that, and I think it's immediately... Um you know, impressed upon you, Dow, that you can imagine the formative years of a child. And as we all know, the formative years uh, truly are 0 to 23 when the brain is fully formed. But if you're thinking about the most important years of any child's life, they uh, generally happen between the ages of 2 to 6 uh, for any child. So the ch child needs to be loved, secured, uh, nurtured, be presented with, you know, uh, both sides, uh, obviously male and female, and know that he's not neglected and that his his parentals, if you will, if you want to put it in the most secular way possible, have a sense of purpose in life. And I can only imagine it, it was immediately impressed upon you that as you're reading about this, that how many hours did this, this boy spend alone hanging out with housekeepers, nannies, everybody else who are reaffirming various versions uh, about him and telling him how great his parents were. And he probably could never even make any sort of relation uh, or any real connection between him and his parents, between being hooked on drugs, Hollywood fame, or whatever else. Often they posted like. lavish nights out, pictures of his lavish nights out with Hollywood's coolest it girls on his Instagram account. That's um, an idea of what he thought his parents right. were and who yep. he wanted him to be, yep. but never any real sense and um, you know uh, of real value that's there. So this is what happens. This is. Uh, a sad story. I'm sorry I did not uh, hear that uh, in our show notes. It'll be in there tonight. Oh my gosh, that is uh, tough. Any 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 child under the age of thirty, and really, I think anybody. You know, I think of children. I'm not kidding. Like I think of children. I think anybody under the age of thirty-five. 
you know, at that point. Because I remember what I was like at 35 and where your head's at. Things really start to slow for you and go into a different way because you have to have a number of failures early on in your career. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, that's also part of the adolescence, if you will. But you notice that there is a definite, a definitive difference between 35 to 55. There is a, you know, your highest earning years are, of course, from, you know, right around 45 uh, to about 60. Uh, that's really important uh, to, to note. So, the, you know, these stages in life, and I don't even know if that he was ever really afforded those early formative years, uh, two to six uh, during that time, and probably had an adolescent where he was uh, probably um, tutored at home with one or two people. Likely one of the two professionals took advantage of him at some point, so he may have been uh, subject to sexual and or mental abuse at some point, so never had a chance. Could have, your family could have shifted up I-91, I-95, and I-91 up to Applebrook Farm during the summer to uh, help us bring in the crop. Uh, maybe you would have gotten a little real work and met some real human beings. There you but go. again, Instagram, celebrity culture, me, 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 flash over substance. Um, uh, give me the choice, folks, of being raised with a billionaire father and supermodel mother and uh, not people of faith versus the just typical person of faith. Uh, I think you know where I'd go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last thing I think we should talk about, we remiss uh, talking about how people are missing, or children and youngsters are miss- missing their formative years, Dowd. Um, but we're still waiting uh, to this uh, point where these kids have missed an entire year plus of being out on the field, baseball, football, basketball, tennis, volleyball, yep. gymnastics, uh, etc., uh, we are the only state, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or one of four states across the country who doesn't allow any sort of uh, contact sports for youth. I think one of two who doesn't allow it for club. And we are the only state in the country that doesn't allow our own university football and basketball team sports uh, to compete. So they have relocated to Lubbock, which they hate, and uh, Las Vegas, uh, Nevada down. Yep, uh, and an interesting article in the Santa Fe paper. People are online starting to do a little bit of rebellion. I guess the hashtag is let them play. And so the donkey's been hit in the head for, for many, many months, and now the parents recognizing the failure of this are starting to stand up, and, and more power to them, folks. We wish you could have joined us back in March when this all started, but we're happy to have you in the camp now. And one last thing I think we should say and we should end the, the show with is despite all the malaise and the uh, uh, depression oriented news uh, that's uh, actually reality it's not news it's reality that's going on out there from people small businesses etc we would expect that we would hear from our great governor on the embarkment of a state legislature which would tell us about how things are going to be moving forward but folks you will not be hearing from your governor she did not speak today she chose not to speak Uh, instead she scapegoated herself and stated that she was going to postpone that speech we needed to hear from her today. We did not. Uh, again, I hearken you back to my uh, four write-ups on what the greatest, our greatest problem here in this state is, and that, of course, is a lack of leadership. That is uh, our greatest need here in this state, and it's one of the reasons why I will be running for CD1. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Be with us uh, tomorrow bright and early 4 p.m. for our hump day. All inaugural coverage start roughly about 9 a.m. tomorrow.